commentary, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 22, starting with the 39th verse through 46. And this is the last one we'll talk about, but it's so important. That's why we're talking about this, is to understand that we can have victory in our lives if we seek God in doing His will, where we give no thought to our circumstances and situations. We deal with those circumstances and situations by God giving us wisdom and knowledge and spiritual understanding, but we do not allow Satan to tear us down in our minds, to be tempted where we take our eyes off Jesus. We need to take responsibility now because the Lord has given us this authority yes. to speak to circumstances and situations, knowing his purpose for our lives, not our purposes. But once we get that grasp of it's his will that we're doing and what we need to be doing is listening to the Father, doing that, then we have that authority to speak to those situations. Yes. That's what we're wanting. Yes. So we're talking about prayer, and, and it's led us into this subject of temptation, and it's, it's just so good to understand and to get down in us that God is not tempting us. He's not our enemy. He is not our enemy. He loves us, wants the best for us. If we follow the flesh, we're going to get all messed up. If we follow after the Spirit, it's going to be good. And again, that's what Jesus is saying in verse 39 when he's on the mountain. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives. As he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he, he said to his disciples, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Exactly. He's telling them point blank how to overcome temptation. Pray that you enter not into temptation. That's their sword. Yes. To be overcomers, we have to be seeking God through prayer before a tragedy or circumstance happens in our life. We have to be doing that because you're not prepared otherwise. And we see that with the disciples with their conduct, how they denied Christ even, because they weren't prepared for the fiery darts that were coming against them from Satan. Satan was using individuals to cause panic and fear in their lives. They thought they were prepared, but they were only in the flesh realm. In their fleshly realm, yes. They thought they were prepared. And that's the way we think a lot of times. Oh, I'm prepared. I know this word. I can memorize all these verses. Well, that's good. But do you actually understand and apply them and believe them and rest upon them and trust in God? Just like we can go back from the very beginning, Terry, with a teaching. And that was in Matthew 8. Do you believe God knows what you need before you ask him? Do you believe that? Absolutely. You can quote that scripture all day long, but it means you nothing. Have to, you have to believe that. Have to believe that God is your provider. And he knows your circumstances. He knows everything about you everything. And so Jesus is trying to tell the disciples, tell you and me, if you want to overcome temptation, you need to have communion with God to overcome this evil. And look what he does here in this scripture. 41, he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Here's the neat part. Yes. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. As we seek God, as we seek that oneness with him in prayer, he shows up. That's right, a messenger. The angel is a messenger. 
How does God operate now? We believe in angels. Yes. They can manifest themselves. But he also works through people because everyone that is born again has the Spirit of God living within them. The Father knows Terry needs some help. I need some help. The Holy Spirit conveys that to an individual. And that person yields to that Spirit and comes to that individual who needs aid to help comfort him, to help build him up, to help pray for him. Mitch, it's so simple as as the Holy Spirit, and this is the practical way that I can explain this, is that when the Holy Spirit of God says, Terry, call Mitch, or Terry, call a brother. And so you just instinctively do that. And he goes, man, I'm so glad you called. I'm so glad you called. Yes. And you go, well, thank you, Holy Spirit. And why did that come about? But because you were listening, because he knew the need of not only you, but of your fellow man. He does. And I want to emphasize this too. I'm only there to comfort you, or you're there to comfort me. You're not there to bail me out. You're just there to comfort me and help me and build me up. Yes. To help me through my trials and tribulation or whatever I'm going through. If I'm not prepared, if I haven't prepared myself for this temptation or the trials of the world through God's word and prayer, you coming over or you talking to me on a phone won't mean anything because I am not prepared. And that's where a lot of people get into trouble. They think, I'll call the pastor. I'll call an elder because he has a better communication with God. And we don't. Only thing that an elder or pastor can do for you is help build you up by the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you have not prepared yourself throughout your walk with the Lord, it would really not help you that much. Because your mindset, your way of thinking is not on doing the Father's will. You're focused in on your circumstances. Right. You're not relying upon Matthew six thirty three and 34. Seeking the kingdom first. Seeking the kingdom first where you're prepared for that tribulation, and you believe God's word that he'll comfort me and take care of me through my trials. If you haven't prepared yourself, you're going to suffer because your mind is not there. That's right. And I, I know it sounds cold, but it's the truth. Sure. It's the absolute truth because I see it all the time with people. But the opposite is also true, Mitch. Yes. When you're seeking and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and I call you and say something, you don't take offense. You're saying, oh, wow, that's the answer I've been seeking from God. <laughs> and the God will prompt that to me. Yes. He'll prompt it to an individual. Yes. It's not like it's out of the blue. No. It's all about supporting one another. Absolutely. And that's what's going on here. But if you have no knowledge of God and how he truly operates, then you're helpless. Sure. And that's the whole point of praying sometimes we're to build each other up, give each other encouragement, help one another. We're to build up the church, the body of believers. There's sometimes, and I just want to sit at home and wallow in the Word of God and sit in His presence, and, and it's so cool. But when you get full of it, don't you just want to push it out to somebody? And because, say, because that's doing the Father's will. Yes. Because that's what the Father wants. 
We are to be building people up. We're to be administering love to them. You build yourself up first. Yes. And then it flows out of you into the kingdom of God. Yes. Into that body of believers. So that he is edified. He is lifted up. We're showing who God truly is. A lover of mankind. Not leading us into temptation. Yes, that's right. Wow. And again, it goes to knowing God. Well, I guess we maybe ought to get over in chapter 17 of John. But it's just awesome, the love of God. He is everything. When you boil it all down, it's all about Him. It's not about us. It's about Him living out of us. I think the Lord really wants us to understand how we can have victory. We have these three accounts in the garden. And they're very detailed accounts. And I'm going to jump down to verse 46. Sure. In Luke 22:46, Then he said to them, to his disciples, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. He's telling them point blank. He said that twice. You're going to enter into temptation unless you're praying, unless you're seeking God. You're not going to be an overcomer. And I'm telling you that that's what's going to happen to us. That's what's going to happen to every individual. If you're not seeking God, you're going to give in to temptation. And temptation comes about through everyday life. We're tempted. What we're trying to do is deny self in order to overcome any temptation. Thoughts, imagination, and our emotions. Everything that's in there should be yielding to the will of the Father and not to ourselves. And you know, not all of those things that sidetrack us are bad. No. I mean, yes, there's all kinds of immorality and all that junk that's out there, but there are also other things that are good. So then you get all caught up in that because you haven't sought the intimacy of God to have him show you his plan for your life. His Here's will. His will. <laughs> yes. It's like our Lord and Savior gave us this example. His will. Yes. For our life. You know, when they talk about moving into temptation, it's moving into the lust of the flesh. I want to read Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And this is exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And do not be conformed to this world. You know why you don't want to be conformed to this world? Because you won't want to do the Father's will. That's right. <laughs> you want to do your own will. Sure. And that's what we've been saved from. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you... Every individual that's born again, you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't you want to be in the perfect will of God? <laughs> that's what Jesus was trying to tell the disciples. Yes. To be in that perfect will of God. When you're in that perfect will of God, no matter what comes against you, you know God knows my circumstances. He knows what I'm going through. All he wants me to do is seek him and he'll help you overcome those circumstances. So do you think we've answered what prayer is? I think we have. It's intimacy with the Father. Entering into His will. And that is done by spending time with Him, learning His Word, believing it, and then applying it. I think so. We're going to apply that. We're going to go in even further here so and now, start applying that. We have a responsibility. Once we've entered into the will of the Father, the Father says, 
I will lead you and guide you. I will get you through this. That's what he told our Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you think this is a coincidence? In Matthew chapter 7, and Jesus is still on the mountain, so we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer. He went through the Lord's Prayer. Right. Now he goes into Matthew chapter 7. He's still up on the mountain and talking. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. That's talking about prayer to me, Terry. Sure is. It's talking about if we knock, we'll find it. If we seek it, we'll find it, and it'll be opened unto us. People read this scripture, Mitch, and say, I didn't get anything. I didn't. I was seeking and knocking. But what were they seeking and knocking for? That's what we're trying to convey. If you're seeking and knocking and asking for your will to be done and not the Father's will, it's not going to operate. Because, again, Matthew 6, 8, he already knows what you need. Matthew six thirty three and 34, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. That's what we're to be doing. And then he says, I'll add everything to you. So what we're to be doing is seeking and knocking to do the Father's will. Where we're messing up when we're praying is we're asking for things. He says, I already know you need that. Now, it may not be what you think. That's the problem. Yeah. Your flesh says, I want more. (laughs) Or, you know, I want to do your will, but I want to do it my way. (laughs) No, no, that's Like if you're praying to give me more money so I can have a larger house. Come on, yes. Or if I can have another car, or if I can have more stuff. That's not the Father's will. It's truly not. I'm not saying he won't give you those things, but I'm saying if your heart and mindset is on wanting more things for this materialistic life, that's not the Father's will. The Father's will, we kind of described that earlier, is to have a relationship, that personal relationship with God, one-on-one, seeking him. Because he loves you as a father, he's going to give you everything you need. You don't need to go to him and and beg him for things because your body's been bought with a price. You now belong to God, and he's going to provide everything for you. Begging to know him is what we're begging for. (laughs) You know why a lot of people aren't uh, receiving what they think they should be receiving from God? is because they cannot manage what God gives them currently. They're not good stewards with what God has given them. Sure. They've thought of self. So God's not going to give you any more for self. He's wanting you to do the Father's will. He'll bless you, and then you can bless others with what you have. It's a, it's a, a mindset that's wrong. Yes, the thinking, like the disciples had. Yeah. It was a, a fleshly, I'm going to go through all this with you, Lord. I'll die for you. you know, we'll go to prison for you. We'll never deny you. Never deny you. Man, they were in the flesh, and they failed miserably. It wasn't two hours later. That's right. And they, and they failed because they were not equipped. They did not truly understand the power of prayer. John chapter 14, verse 13. I think it is. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. There you go. That's what we've been saying. Our authority 
comes through Jesus Christ. He says, anything in my name you ask for will be done. Now, people, when they read that scripture, they think that means I can ask for anything fleshly, any desire. And then tag Jesus' name onto it. Yep, and it'll be done. It'll be done. And then when it's not answered, then they're confused and frustrated and say, well, this prayer has not been answered. How come? And then they say, Scripture's so hard to understand (laughs) because they have not been seeking the Father God. Also, it's their mind. Sure. It hasn't been renewed to doing the Father's will. They're still focused on themselves. That's why it is a tough process to get your mindset doing the Father's will. But Mitch, once we begin that process of that mind renewal, then it begins to flow. It's God showing himself big in us. It's no longer us that live. It's Christ living through us. And that begins to manifest in our lives. And pretty soon we look at our lives and say, thank you, Jesus, because he's done it all, because we've surrendered ourselves in prayer, asking for the Father's will to be done in our lives. And it just flows out of us in a way that's, supernatural, effortless, because of Christ in us. It's not what we do. We're seeking him in the spirit now. We're letting the spirit of God flow out of us. The key, though, Terry, is that we were seeking through the word to grow, to deny ourselves, and that's what we're trying to convey here. Absolutely. In order for you to grow, and to deny yourself that fleshly desires of the house and the car and all this, you have to be seeking Him through prayer and through His Word in order to renew that mind to where you have the mindset of doing the Father's will. When you're seeking God, you're planting the Word of God in your mind, in your fleshly realm, and then it's joined together with the Spirit of God that's inside of you. That's that new nature. That's that new nature. But it, it's a process that's part of the seeking of the kingdom of God. It just, it makes more and more sense as you seek it. And what we're wanting is to understand that, that it is a growing process. Yes. That you won't come fully wrapped when you come to the Lord. You're still going to be thinking in your fleshly realm, your carnal mindset. Your mind will not be renewed yet. And that's where a lot of people are at. Their minds have not been renewed, so they're not understanding why their prayers are not being answered. They're not understanding why they're not getting comfort from the Father. Because they haven't been renewed. And what we're wanting to do by this teaching is to get people focused on renewing their mind and having this communion with God through prayer. So they can be overcomers. Because they are. They just don't know it yet. That's the thing. They just don't know they're overcomers. They don't understand the authority they have now in Christ through reading John 14, 13. They don't understand that. The authority and the power that we now have through Christ. And that knowledge only came about by the Holy Spirit teaching us and having communion with the Father. Just like Jesus did. That's what he was trying to tell the disciples. They had head knowledge. They didn't have heart knowledge. Oh, my. That's what it is. We have the Holy Spirit of God inside of us, and we can choose. We can choose to plant that seed in our hearts. The Word of God is being the seed. Nurture that seed. Let that seed grow in us till it comes full circle. And we do that over and over and over again. Not 
falling into temptation, not falling into flesh, but falling into the Holy Spirit of God, oneness with Him. You know, Jesus was here on earth 33, 33 and a half years. Yes. But it was 30 years before he started his ministry. Oh, yes. So don't you think he was learning to have communion and prayer with the Father? Oh, absolutely. He was growing in that. It just didn't happen. And the Word bears that out in Luke chapter 2, I believe. It talks about that, how he grows in grace and wisdom and understanding. How did you know I was going to flip to that? I just had an idea. Because <laughs> it is a good scripture. It, it talks about him growing. I think it's the last scripture in Luke 2. Increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. If Jesus did it, we can do it. Yes. And we need to. So that when the trials and tribulations come, we can see the joy that was set before us. Like the, was, the cross was the joy that was set before Jesus. <laughs> and he looked past his circumstances of that trial and look to the future of that joy of being with the Father. That's what we need to look at when we go through our trials and tribulations, not so much as the circumstances, because that'll drag you down, cause you to spiral downward. If you keep looking at it, you need to look to the future, and you can only do that through that Holy Spirit that resides within you. That knowing. Yes. That oneness with the Holy Spirit of God. Spirit to spirit, learning from his word, and growing in that, in that love of God. And that's what Jesus is trying to teach us through, through prayer. Yeah. And we see that from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and through John. We've painted this picture of how we can be, through the Lord's Prayer, be victorious. How we can start to focus our minds on the Father doing the Father's will to overcome temptation and evil. So when you pray, number one, we're to be praising the Father. Number two, seeking to do His will. Number three is the bread of life, the bread, the truth, seeking truth through doctrine, through prayer. Then you have forgive us our debts, which He did through Jesus. And now we're to forgive those who have debts against us, because that's love, that's growing in love. And then the other thing is temptation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that's what we've really been focusing on because that's the biggest hang-up most people have. So I just want them to focus and meditate upon that. Pray like this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you've delivered us from the world and from temptation and that you take care of us as we seek you. What a privilege and an honor it is to serve you, Father. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.